this episode, we'll continue our discussion on providing fulfillment and new direction for physicians. I'm your host, Dr. Tomas Villanueva, Senior Principal for Operations and Quality at Vizient and Practicing Internist. Joining me again is Dr. Cecilia Cruz, a board-certified emergency room physician and former co-chair of quality in the Division of Emergency Medicine at North Shore University Health System. She's also the founder and CEO of Marpe LLC. We'll talk more about this organization in later episodes. Cecilia, glad to have you back. Thank you for having me here again, Tom. People that meet me say that I'm optimistic to a fault, and I am. That's my usual way. I'm kind of like the Ted Lasso of healthcare, but I'll be honest with you. I've become cynical when it comes to this. When I think of this in the clinical realm, I think of the EMR, and quite frankly, if I had to practice full-time, how I would be losing my mind just from the EMR use, just the inbox alone. Lately, what's really been driving me nuts is these authorizations. It's only gotten worse where I have to go in and do these authorizations, or as a physician, the authorization is even asking me to verify the patient's address. I'm like, come on, man. And it's frankly gotten worse. It's not part of the equation in my productivity. And now you're affecting the way I make money for my family and how to support my family. Because I just don't see it, frankly. Maybe you've met the next Ted Lasso. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm still hopeful. I think that we've gotten to the point where if we don't change, it's all going to fall apart. And so whether or not the system is amenable or wanting the change, there has to be change because otherwise it's going to fall apart. And so again, in listening to so many webinars, it really has become about all of these steps on how to make a patient's experience from the very moment that they touch a healthcare institution to the very end, seamless and coherent and really impactful, positively, obviously. When we can tie that to the physician's journey, to the healthcare provider's journey. So I love that idea of making the patient's journey from beginning to end seamless and positive. We just need to tie that to the physician's journey. And if we can manage to remember that that physician will not be able to give the best to that patient unless he or she has that internal, emotional, mental, physical well-being, that's just not going to happen. So again, I am hopeful that institutions and leaders are starting to really see that we, the physicians, the healthcare workers are the foundation and without us, everything else falls apart. So that's where my hope still lies. Has the way we traditionally treated medical students and physicians in training really been the underlying cause of some of this burnout? Absolutely. I can relay several examples from my own training. Oh, yeah. Where I was made to feel less than useless, nothing. One time as a student, I was prepping for surgery with an attending. I had prepared the night before for the particular surgery, da, 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 knew everything that I needed to know in case I was pimped. Things changed at the last minute, right? I mean, that word alone, right? Like preparing to be pimped, right? Uh huh. <laughs> last minute, things changed. He ends up having a different surgery that I had not prepared for. 
and happens to ask me something in the middle of the surgery that I did not have the answer to. And just the belittling in front of everybody, right? And I looked at the nurses and I could see that they felt so embarrassed for me. And that was as a medical student. And then you think, well, now I'm in attending, things are going to be better. As a young attending, when I was working in the ER, right, we had to admit patients all with obviously various diseases. And at one point, I was trying to admit a patient who had a pretty large facial abscess, or it had become a facial abscess from a dental abscess. Clearly, this person didn't have access to dental care. He was in early sepsis. And I called the internal medicine hospitalist to admit this patient and normally had had a very good relationship with this attending. But on that day, he was having a difficult day and came down to the ER and again, in front of the entire ER, essentially demeaned me for trying to admit a patient that needed a dentist to the medical service not understanding that what was I supposed to do, let the patient go home or send him home to die. And so it's the way that we treat each other, because at this point, it's each other. These are our people. These need to be our people. We need to look out for each other because only we know what we go through. And it is so important for us to learn to respect each other and give each other the grace that we need so that we can function and do what we are meant to do. Actually, when you and I first met, we spoke about some of these horror stories growing up in healthcare, where as a student, I've had books thrown at me. We all recall as third-year medical students that we were told that we're beneath the dirt that's on the shoe. I mean, just horrible, horrible things. And frankly, it's not even among physicians. My next statement is made with the utmost of respect. It's just an observation, of which many of my fellow nurses have agreed that we tend to see it in nursing as well amongst each other. You're right. We need to come to an area where that we come back to that kindness and respect because that's really it's all about. Yes. We also brought up the EMR. Well, I did because it's probably one of the areas of the largest frustration for me. But I know I can't be alone on this. I'm sure you saw a recent report that said that primary care physicians need a 27-hour day in order to be able to do everything that they need to do because of all the EMR requirements. I mean, I live this as an ER doc, although I did usually stay two, sometimes three hours past my shift finishing charts. But in my current life, my husband's a pulmonary critical care physician. And every day, he comes home and has at a minimum, two hours, if not three hours of charting to do every single night. This is after he has been at work 10 hours. So it affects people's lives. And I think this is where resentment begins to build and needless to say fatigue. So the EMR, again, has been created to facilitate the accessibility to patients' health history, which absolutely is necessary. How can we make that useful for the physician in real time? And there are ways to do that. It's a matter of bringing it into the healthcare systems to make it available to physicians to do that. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. When you look at a recent projection from the AAMC, they're stating that we're going to be deficient by over 40,000 primary care physicians by the end of this decade. So I need to preface, you and I are recording midway point of June of 2023. So it's less than six years from now where this is going to be a problem. We've mentioned most of the front lines, but as again, a general internist, it's all these components and it's even the patients that I'm seeing. I had clinic recently in which 80% of the patients I saw was pretty much an underlying mental health issue that was going on. So I believe that even might be compounding. We even talk about violence in healthcare as well, where we need to be afraid of our patients. So we're on guard with each other and with the institution as well. Any thoughts behind that? Yeah. In the organization and the healthcare system where I work, there has been violence in our community Just about a year ago, there was a massive shooting, and one of our ERs was overcrowded, and the response was incredible. But our entire community of ER physicians really suffered traumatic experience from that. A few years prior, one of our other ERs, there was a shooting inside of the ER. So violence is everywhere. I believe the statistic is that 90% of nurses report experiencing violence during their career at least within the last year, I think that was the statistic. So you compound everything that we've already talked about, the EMR, some lack of compassion or respect that exists for each other. And now you're adding violence and you're adding patients that we can't provide the care that we want to provide for, because if they have underlying mental health issues, it's hard enough to find specialists for medical conditions to refer to. And now you're talking about mental health issues that they're even less accessible. So this is why we're in a healthcare burnout crisis. Cecilia, great discussion, and we'll continue it in our next episode. And to our listeners, you can contact Dr. Cruz at our email address in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me at our email, modernpracticepodcast at visientinc.com. We've posted a link in our resource section. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. And now I'm Dr. Tomas Villanueva. Thanks for listening.